Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The NFL's opening week was action-packed, and it's just getting started. So get ready for week two of touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on any football game and get $200 in free bets instantly. Want more action? Everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings early win promotion. That is everyone. It's simple. This Sunday, bet on any NFL team to win. If your team leads by 10 at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if your team loses. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code DNVR, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. I want, I want all of the truth bombs. Let me me tell you something. You can't handle the truth. You, that is... uh, To quote Jack Jack Nicholson. Nicholson, Jack Nicholson, the golfer. In the the Happy Gilmore movie with Tom Cruise. Jack Nicholson. Is he still making movies? I think Did, he might have managed the clock better than Nathaniel Hackett on that last drive. Oh, we have a disappointing first Broncos game, first Russell Wilson game to break down, Will. Do we you're ever. Feeling, you're feeling pain. You're feeling pain. I'm feeling pain. We're all in pain. We're going to talk about what? We're talking about the shit hitting the fan for the Broncos. What What went wrong? Why was Geno Smith so good for one half? Uh, the defense, the fumbles, was Russ good or was he not? The, the Going for the field goal, trying to kick a field goal from 64 yards. A lot of things to digest there. But first, today's episode brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when you sign up over at the old DraftKings and of course, my coffee company, Bench Warmer Brew. I do owe Will one of our new mugs, but uh, it's a great way to support the channel. Um, okay. Let's start at the field goal. Okay. Let's start from the end. Let's start from the end. Let's do this like memento. Yeah. We're going to go backwards. Um, 
what can you say other than I just saw a clip of the Manning cast and I didn't watch the Manning cast. I was watching the uh, Buck and Aikman cast, of course. <laughs> the Bakeman cast. There are 51 seconds on the clock and Peyton Manning was signaling for a timeout because it was fourth and four from the, I don't know where, the 47-yard line. Yeah. Um, if my math is right. And they let it run. They let 31 seconds run down, and they do finally take the timeout. I said, "Okay, you know what? You still have two timeouts. If it, if that's what it takes to get the right play on fourth down, then for you know, huge waste of time. But I can live with it if you get the play right." Turns out uh, there was no offensive play. The choice was to kick a field goal, a 64-yard field goal. <laughs> which before Justin Tucker was the longest in NFL history. It was Matt Prater against Tennessee in 2013. And that was at 5,280 feet above sea level. Seattle, the thing about Seattle is um, the sea is in the name, S-E-S-E-A. It means they're at sea level, possibly below. Um, and Brandon McManus has never hit a 64-yarder. Uh, he's campaigned to do it quite a few times, never come close. He actually kicked it pretty well, and I thought right off the foot, hey, this might be going in. Yeah. I put then, my hand up like, get, I'm getting ready. And It wasn't a bad kick. It was a, it was no. a good kick, but it was from 64 yards. It, the problem was, was that it was from 64 yards. The first kick was not good. And luckily, the Seahawks tried to ice him. Yes, yeah. you got to ice a guy kicking a sixty-four yarder. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yes. The actually the worst thing you can do in that situation, I think, is try and ice him because uh, it's a tough kick. If he doesn't make it, he's just like, "Oh, this is what I did wrong. I can try and correct it." And I think McManus did almost a decent job of doing that. Yeah. Obviously, didn't go in, but even if he makes it. And you ice him, and he's like, I just made that. I can hit that shit again. Like, I don't think that's a smart move. But uh, here's – it, it was fourth and five. And I saw Ed Werder tweet, um, McManus is one of eight on field goals, uh, field goals of 60-plus yards. Yeah. NFL teams converted 49% of the time last season on fourth and five. So – the math says you should go for it you in that situation. Yeah. I think what bothers me is that you have Russell Wilson and you don't have the confidence to try and pick up five yards. And I know that's a little bit daunting. It's like a, it's a pressure situation. You got a new head coach in there. There's all this shit, right? But this is why you have Russ. And they were picking up pretty good chunk yard plays yeah, the whole second half, the only time they weren't picking up positive yards were when they were fucking themselves with mistakes, or when like a play was like utterly blown up because they 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 read the screen or somebody forgot to block and like they the were moving the ball all game like very well. They so were running at a nice clip and and Russ was, you know, passed for three hundred forty yards in this game. Yeah, at no point did I think they called the timeout there to set up to do a field goal. I, no. That was not entering my brain like at all. <laughs> no, I mean, 
Well, if you have a, a brain that functions properly, it's not something that would um, enter your thought process. Hmm. But I, all you can say is that, you know, and it's hard to make excuses when you've been a coach in the NFL for a really long time, but in your first experience in charge of those, you know, actual in-game situations and clock management and just decisions in general, just wasn't experienced. And he had a big moment. Nathaniel Hackett had a big moment in his first ever game and he blew it. To quote Robert De Niro in Copland, you blew it. You looking at me? Are you looking at me? I will say, this could have been worse. Let me explain. If Shelby Harris had blocked the game-winning field goal, (laughs) I don't know if I'd be on this podcast right now. Yeah. Honestly, did did Shelby Harris play? (laughs) He did, yeah. No, he did. He... Um, I think he blew up one play or got okay. some nice pressure. But I know after the game, he talked to James Palmer and said, uh, let's ride. Of course he did. I was really – I felt like the Broncos kind of missed Shelby Harris on the defensive line a little bit. Like, yeah. I feel like he would have batted down one of Geno Smith's throws. Uh the Broncos defense was not good in the first half. No, uh, not at all. Not at all. Geno Smith looked like, like a top 10 QB. He looked like Phil Sims in the Super Bowl against Denver. Mm. He just couldn't miss. Um, and he was like, the when the Broncos did get pressure, which they didn't get enough of, he was evasive. Yeah. And he just, every time he slid out of pressure, he completed a pass downfield. Made a couple plays with his legs, but he was slippery. He was very slippery. Yeah. My take is the first half Geno Smith played today might have been the best first half of any quarterback this week, except for Pat Mahomes. So what are you going to do about it? Well, he was actually making, you know, difficult throws. So I think he was probably better than Mahomes, to be honest. (laughs) No, but like seriously, he was uh, like the scheme was not, you know, anything special. He was hanging in the pocket. He got good protection. I thought Cross was really good for for Seattle in the first half, and that was the ninth overall pick, the guy that you know, the pick that we traded to them. Yeah, uh, he Charles held Charles. up until the second half. But naturally, <laughs> Will Disley, who just totally torched us in his first ever game in 2018, picked up right where he left off four years later, and um, just totally totally torched us again on the first drive of the season. And I think, you know, we talked about it too, but it wasn't super surprising to see Seattle go up right away. I wasn't shocked by any means. I didn't think it'd be that easy, but with all the emotion on their side, playing at home, um, I wasn't like shocked. I thought we'd have to weather a couple punches. And I think we did for the most part. Um, It just comes down to, Obviously, the clock management at the end of the game and then the goal line possessions, really all three red zone possessions in the second half. If there's like, I think a far bigger thing the Broncos need to correct is their red zone offense right now. Yeah. Um, On a couple levels, but (laughs) 
<laughs> don't fumble on the fucking goal line would be the first thing I would correct. That was that was a little funny. Objectively, you know, Melvin Gordon fumbling in a big spot, predictable. Um, yeah, just, and the, it's just what he does. Melvin Gordon's was it was on fourth down. It was on fourth down. It's also I didn't even think it was fully a fumble, but again, like I'm live streaming during the game, like yeah, he was reaching to kind of try and get over the goal line, which you have to do that. You have to do that there because you're being stopped. You could argue like his uh, momentum was stopped. Like yeah, maybe his elbow was maybe progress. his elbow was even down. The Javante Williams fumble is just bad, but yeah, you're right. Ball like, just came shooting out. Uh, it was funny though to say like, "Oh, Melvin Gordon fumbles in a big spot again." Like, why are you not giving the ball to Javante in that situation? And then you get the same exact situation. And Javante fumbles. Yeah. No, I. Like, why are we not giving the ball to Mike Moon down there? I said like I would have, you know, I would have put Javante in there if it were me. And then when Gordon or when Javante fumbled, I said I would have put in Melvin Gordon uh, if it were me. <laughs> like, I think we should have given the ball to Andrew Beck. Yeah, he and was. Remember, he was the star of the offense, the deep threat fullback Andrew Beck, and that came up. Uh, it turned out to be true on the. He was the only drive. one who didn't fuck up uh, on offense, really. Yeah, he made a great catch on that first drive. He had two receptions for fifty-two yeah. yards. Um, though we didn't see much of him later. Uh, I will say, we got in the red zone, and we targeted Eric Salbert on a corner route, and then a sideline throw to Eric Tomlinson, who was signed to be a blocking tight end. You throw the ball. I mean, I, I know it was a broken play, but you're targeting Eric Salbert and Eric Tomlinson in the tight end or in the in the yeah. red zone when you have Alberto, Judy, Hamler, Cortland Sutton, anybody you want. Yeah, no, that's I was thinking about that uh when I was taking a very long piss right before we did this podcast. Um first thing I want to say is Beck. Uh Russ hit him deep early, and I think if Russ is just a little more on target with his throw to Beck, it would have been a touchdown because he was wide open. It did look like that. I thought Beck kind of slowed down a little bit. Okay. I mean, what do you expect? He's like a halfback, fullback. Um, That might have been the the same play that we saw in the Bills game, the Bills preseason game that Tim Jenkins drew up. Oh, because it was a wheel think- route to the to the fullback. Mm. He's like Josh Johnson was throwing the ball and he said, Yes, you know, Russell hits that throw, and then they run it with Russell, and then like he like he hits it. He technically hit it. Um, he hit it. But the the red zone, the yeah, the <laughs> the Salbert thing, I think if it's your one A tight end. You're receiving tight end. He makes that catch because Russ had a great throw there to Salbert that he didn't hold on to. Yeah, he needs to catch that. Um, and I think like what we mentioned right before this game, it felt like Tim Patrick could have been a difference maker for the Broncos if, in this game if his knee wasn't an issue. For sure. Um, like Russ finished with what, like 340 passing yards, which 29 sounds- for 42, 340 touchdown, no picks. Yeah. So he didn't do anything stupid with the ball, but he had two passes that could have been picked. Yeah. Um, one hit like Jamal Adams in the helmet. 
Uh, <laughs> that one would have been a tough pick, but the other one was Quandre Diggs. Yeah, in the corner of the end zone, and it felt like Russ was just a little unsettled in his deep throws. Yeah. I think that's one thing he'll be better with as the season progresses and it like won't be an issue, but it felt like some of those deep throws were off target. Even was it the Jerry Judy touchdown that was yeah. a little bit short, but it Judy was. came back, grabbed it, then made a guy miss and, and took off. Um, yeah. I was like, I know he's fast, but that was like as fast as I've ever seen out of him since like, I haven't seen him torture a guy like that since Alabama. That was a pretty incredible play. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it was a little bit of an underthrow, but, damn, like he, he gave a good receiver a chance. So, uh, in the age of Twitter, we like we love to dissect um, the, the accuracy and ball placement of touchdowns. Um, but I'm really not going to – I'm not going um, to complain about that because neither Drew Locke nor Teddy Bridgewater makes that play. I don't know Teddy might have. <laughs> I think Javante Williams would have had about 16 receptions if Teddy's playing this game. Ooh, that's fair. Maybe that would have been the difference. Obviously, you lose by one point, and it's on a weird, controversial call to kick a field goal. Um, I think, uh, yeah, I think the Broncos are trying to knock off some rust, uh, as you're saying here. There's a lot that they're trying to put together. And we talked about it in the podcasts leading up to this first game, that that, that was kind of a concern and that they might have a slow start because of it. Like, I'm not, I'm not super worried. We're talking about the things that didn't go well. Um, yeah. The Broncos moved the ball pretty well a- after the first quarter. They started moving the ball. Russ didn't do anything like crazy good that like impressed me that I was like, Oh shit, that's an insane throw. Or like he made some good throws. He made some throws. I'm like, yeah, okay. Uh, he threw down the sidelines uh, quite a bit. Maybe there's something to be had over the middle, but like the two times they were on the goal line, they walked away with zero points. Not a field goal, not a touchdown, nothing. Have they gotten a field goal? It's a different game. They scored a touchdown there. It's a different game. They were literally one play away from winning this game. Uh, the defense, I felt like, took an entire half to sort of get its feet under them. But the defense played pretty damn good in the second half. Yeah. So, like, all of Seattle's points came in the first half, right? They didn't score in the second uh, no, I don't. I don't believe they did score in the second half. Um, I think I, I tweeted out like Broncos pass rushers just do anything, do anything, and literally a play later, Randy Gregory steps in and, and strips DK Metcalf. Uh, Bradley yeah. Chubb comes around the edge against Cross, beats him, strip sacks Geno, and we just had bad, we had bad luck a few times tonight, and that ball goes directly back to Cross. That would have been huge. Uh, but on third down, when the Broncos needed the ball back, Chubb got around the edge and had a, had a big sack uh, again. So so Chubb, after having zero sacks in seven games last year, uh, comes up with two in this one. And, and he had a couple of nice run stops as well. I think Joe Buck was pretty hard on him on the broadcast. But um, in the in the scope of the entire game, he, he made some plays for sure. And I, I'd like to see, you know, Benito and, and Browning 
Browning was out there. I don't. I didn't remember seeing Benito at all. But um, yeah, you know, we need more out of both of those guys. Was Browning the one who got uh, penalized for taunting? Uh, that was that was John Cooper. John oh, it's Cooper. Cooper. Yeah, yeah it's that Cooper. was such bullshit, dude. Like that was so fucking lame. The Broncos made a lot of mistakes that justified penalties. I'm not saying every penalty was wrong, but uh, there are a couple bad calls. And the Broncos, uh, how many penalties do they have? Because that was another issue of them. 12 penalties for 106 yards for Denver. So I would say, you know, maybe like two to three of those I thought were bad calls. But the rest... Um, and the refs, I, I to be fair, that, like the refs, they they threw a lot of flags in this game. They're a little <laughs> flag happy. They missed a, a clear. Uh, well, the Kareem Jackson, I think it was roughing the passer. Or no, it was um, that was Chubb, I'm, and he hit Smith. He hit Geno Smith in the chest. Yeah, that was not helmet to helmet contact. Also, no. DJ Dallas hit Montreal Washington helmet to helmet on the kickoff return. If that was college football, that would have been called for targeting, and DJ Dallas would have been ejected from the game. DJ Dallas, you've been ejected. DJ Dallas. Yeah, there. So penalties were a problem for the Broncos. A little undisciplined. I think that's something that should get better. Uh, special teams was not impressive again. No, not at all. I think that'll get. I think that'll get better, but like Montrell Washington was not good in the return game. Didn't look. They should have just taken some fucking touchbacks. Uh, just just put the goddamn knee down in the end zone, please, please. Uh, because the Broncos were starting backed up on several drives early in this game. Uh, a couple of returns, a couple of were just like uh, they had the the goal line stand right. The Broncos and they did some nice things there it was just frustrating because you were kind of waiting for like this game to click on some major level for the broncos offense like all this hype for the quarterback coming in and it could never get going they could never ride all the way to the end zone uh stumbling in the red zone Finally, like Sutton was getting targeted late. I felt like they should have been targeting Cortland Sutton more. It was yeah, like they didn't target a wide receiver, I think, until Judy's touchdown, which was yeah. in the second quarter. It was all it was all backs and tight ends. I mean, like I said, Javante Williams had eleven catches in this yeah. game. Like that's and, not what you like, that's not you know, it's a not a sign for a concern, but like I don't think that's what they wanted. No, I liked I liked the opening series where they came out and they were targeting like the guys you didn't expect. Like it was Beck, and I was like, oh, I kind of like, yeah, you know, let's get like some easy plays going. Let's get Russ to, you know, get confident, right? Feel it. And he wasn't confident. It. Like, yeah, I don't I don't think he was very confident today, and I don't really blame him. Like. This is a terrible – that's a hard situation to go into. It's just a hard situation. I think we kind of – we didn't see the loss coming, but we saw a tough start coming. And that, I think, combined with – I wouldn't really say this about the offense because the offense didn't play in the preseason, and they came out fine. They just didn't punch it in the red zone. Um, But the defense looked like they hadn't tackled since last year. And they didn't, and it took them a half to warm up uh, yeah. back into game shape. 
and that really affected that affected the course of the game because obviously that first drive was like a hot knife through butter for Seattle, and it, it did set the tone for the rest of the game. Um, yeah, sorry, I was reading a tweet. Um, uh, I don't know if I can do Twitter for a couple of days now. Yeah, you should check out. It is not for the <laughs> faint of heart, Will. No, I mean, it, it is like great to be relevant again. But when you're relevant and you lose now, you you just get stings, dunked on so fucking hard. Hey, you want to take that sting away, Will? Why don't you check out our friends yeah. at DraftKings? Code DNVR when you sign up with football all up in our face. Opening week is officially over. We're heading into week two. You're looking for touchdowns, big plays, and bigger wins. DraftKings, which is a official sports betting partner of the NFL, new customers, when they bet $5 on any football game, you're going to get $200 in free bets instantly with code DNVR. And uh, check this out. Not just new customers. Everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings early win promotion. It's simple. This Sunday, bet on any NFL team to win. If your team leads by 10 at any point, I bet that feels good. Uh, you get paid instantly, even if your team loses. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code DNVR, DNVR to get $200 in free bets instantly. When you place a $5 bet on any football game, that's code DNVR, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. You got to be 21 or older. Colorado only. Not in my read, but you never know. Um, who do we play next week? The Texans? We play the Texans at home in our home opener. Um, you know, between... I was going to say, they looked pretty good week one, too. They looked fine. Of... Yeah, I mean, um, they looked great for three quarters. I thought Lovey Smith punting the ball with like 30 seconds left in overtime was the worst late game uh, decision of the week and then nathaniel hackett uh said nope i'm i'm gonna do you one better so those, mm. those two guys get to go head to head next week classic well hackett's got an excuse he's he's fresh meat for the most part right yeah i, I mean you do have that excuse um Maybe, you know, you could have played a couple of games in Madden and figured out how to how to time those situations a little bit better, how to set yourself up so you don't have to kick a 64-yarder Yeah, with a minute 11 remaining. Um, I don't know, dude. Like, I still can't believe what I saw <laughs> at the end of that game. Like, I'm still processing it, and yeah. I just don't – I didn't understand it at the time. And given about 50 to 60 minutes um, of time to regroup, I still don't understand. Yeah, I knew that it was done when they decided to go for the 64-yard kick. Um, yeah. I just didn't think that was going to happen. And it's not even like like a knock on McManus. It's just like such a low-probability kick in that situation. Holy shit, a $100 oh. donation fumbles yes that would be the biggest thing penalties huge problem mm -hmm. some questionable coaching decisions 
Yeah, flat out bad. Only good thing about this game is they can learn from their mistakes and not do them again. It's a short week and have an opportunity to make the record one and one. No more rust for the starters. Yeah. And they'll be at home. Uh, I don't think it can be understated how hard it is to go into that environment week one when you haven't played at all with your new team. Uh, wow, 21 on the East Coast. Out partying? You doing since, cool stuff? Uh, since 2013. Yeah, that's the beginning. That's yeah. the inception, basically. For, well, 2012, but like 2013 is when I started focusing on the Broncos. So since, uh, since you were 12 years old. Damn, I have shaped you as a man. Yeah, the formative years belong to Brandon Perna. Yeah, did I do good? Are you a good person because of me? Yo, you think your loss had something to do with Pete knowing Russell inside and out and playing defense is kind of what he wanted to do? No, um, because the Russ, they moved the ball. They got down there. They had opportunities to score. They just didn't. I um, think, I think. I think maybe a little bit. I think he had a little bit to do with it. And I would say that because of how he didn't really give him very many opportunities to scramble. There wasn't a lot of play creation going on when, when Russell was doing something, it was very much within the script and they, they really locked down all those scramble drills really well. So I don't know if that is, Pete Carroll or the defensive coordinator or just the defense in general, but uh, the Seahawks won a lot of those battles. Yeah. Maybe the Seahawks defense played a a little better than we thought they would. Yeah, no, you're, you're totally right. That was like Peyton lost to the Colts two out of three times. It's an emotional game. Yeah. Colts are better. I think than the Seahawks team is. Um, Yeah. Ben, that was like week six too. That was the first loss of the season for the Broncos. If I, remember right yeah um that was one of my better recaps because i was pretty drunk um <laughs> yeah and it's week one like it was a yeah. one point game uh, no obviously like we're we're all very upset i think with the way we lost this game um yeah. but speaking for both of us i don't think we're going into panic mode no i i'm not gonna panic yet if it's like <laughs> Okay, I'll start to panic if Nathaniel Hackett follows in the footsteps of Vic Fangio and doesn't get a win in the month of September. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That 0-4 stuff, or that, that start was tough. So, yeah. Um, Hackett, like, the, the positives with Hackett is you could just so clearly see the upgrade in offensive scheme and play calling. Yeah. Especially – compared to Pat Shermer, like it was just like, Hey, welcome to the 21st century on offense. Yeah. Um, I thought there was there, like there were some questionable things, but there were a lot of nice play designs, a lot of like play actions. They were having a lot of rollouts early Um, things like you want to do with a guy like Russ. Oh yeah. yeah, People are really like nitpicking the running out of the shotgun on uh, the goal line. Oh Yeah. But I don't know, I don't really man. Like about that, let's just don't fumble. Also, yeah. Also, like it wasn't. It was a bad run from the start, and then like Javante like put his head down and like just ran right into his own guy. Like it was just a weird kind of ugly play. It was weird. I will also say that 
those plays at the goal line really, really weren't successful because, and I don't know whose fault this is. Maybe this is just the crowd, but the play clock was down to one or zero or within three seconds, almost every single time they snap the ball. So the defensive line can get off the ball as soon as you snap it and your play is kind of broken from the start. Yeah. At that point. So you're not getting a push from your offensive line. Yeah. And I, that was another issue that we haven't even mentioned is there was two delay of game penalties for Russ. Yeah. And I think that's a hundred percent on new QB, new coach working together in a really loud environment, right? Like then do it in the preseason. I don't think Russ and Hackett are going to, maybe they have one delay of game next week, but I feel like that's going to, that's not going to happen much more. Uh, Also, like, here's what I would like to see as well in a goal line situation when you're, when you're going to run the ball, have both Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon in there. So the defense kind of has to guess, can't even like lean on, the back's like first movement if you don't know which back it's going to. I don't yeah, know. do a little like split backs like the like the 49ers in the 80s. Yeah. Something like that. Get a little creative. Definitely room for improvement. Uh, it was close. It's we'll just see. a shitty way to lose because it was so close and they should have won. <sighs> And they probably should have won by like 10 points. Yeah. Broncos kicker. Here's a tweet. Broncos kicker. Brandon McManus says he told the coaching staff the 46 yard line on the left hash was where he needed it. They got it there and he just missed. Well, there you Vic go. Vic Mangio like did not like he pissed off McManus um, in terms of not letting him kick long field goals. Nathaniel Hackett, I think is he's a people pleaser. And he didn't want to tell McManus no. So maybe this loss is on our good friend Brandon McManus. Do I have to suspend him from the podcast? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to go that far. I already suspended Hackett tonight. I can't drop the hammer twice in, in the span of 60 minutes. Yeah. I don't even mind like that they're letting a bunch of that time run off the clock. Because they did have the timeouts. Yeah, they didn't want to leave any. They wanted to set up. I was like, okay, they're yeah. really cutting it close. But I get that they want to kick the field goal. Yeah, ideally closer with time expiring. Yeah, I don't know. I don't get maybe letting a little bit run off on the third down, but on the fourth, if you're trying to figure out what you're going to do, like because if you don't convert on the fourth, if you leave time on the clock. Well, maybe with the timeouts, you could get the ball back. Maybe that's the argument there, right? Like, mm, Well, and then they, use the timeouts on the kneel downs, and that just felt dumb. Yeah. I actually like that. It's like, fuck <laughs> it. Just drag it on for a little bit longer. Yeah, I guess you don't want to go into the locker room with any timeouts left. Just make all of – piss off the Seahawks fans. That's what I liked. Because they booed I, Russ before the game. Yeah. Before he took a snap, no class. Whatever, no man. Class. I mean, that like most of those fans, that's the only quarterback they've ever seen play. So that's fair. Whatever. They took it hard. It's fine. Geno Smith is their new franchise quarterback. I'm sure he'll play this well every week. Yeah. Um, they won the trade. 
What can you say? They won the, the game, Seahawks and therefore won the trade. They won the trade. Shelby Harris was great today. No fan was unstoppable. Um, man, perfect, perfect performance. Dude, the Seahawks used three tight ends. Will Disley, Colby Parkinson, Noah Fant all had three, two, and three catches. Both of their touchdowns. Is Colby Parkinson, he's a tight end, right? Yeah. Yeah. He had the other touchdown. This was a game where just weird tight ends caught balls. Andrew Beck had the two. Where's the – oh, I guess like the other – he's the only one who had – Albert O eventually had five. I liked when they were getting Albert O mixed in. Yeah. But, uh, okay, yeah. And, okay, so Rashad Penny had a few, you know, good runs early. But they held him to 60 on 12 carries. Yeah, which felt so like a win. Great, but overall, just 76 rushing yards allowed by the Broncos' defense. They <sighs> – they slowed down. They didn't have Josie Jewell. Alex Singleton hurt, is a hurt. bit of a liability. Yeah, uh, that a, really hurt not to have Jewell out there. Yeah. Like, um, Singleton just looks slow, and it doesn't look like coverage is a uh, asset of his. In the <laughs> yeah, league. I don't know. Maybe give Joe Schober a call if Jewell's not ready again. Ooh, I don't know. Yeah, he didn't look great in the preseason, but linebacker, a little bit of a problem. Hopefully, hopefully Josie Jewell gets back. Anyway, that's what happened. Close, but no cigar. Mistakes cost the Broncos the game. Russ was okay. Not what you would hope to see, but let's let's give this team uh, more than one week. Yeah, Trust I'm willing to, to try it another week. Yeah. I'm willing to do that. My my leash is probably a little shorter just because of the last uh, you know six years or five years or whatever. And if I see and smell the bullshit, I will call it out. And as much as this hurts, I think they'll get better. Yeah, this is a no BS podcast. Yeah, I'm done with the bullshit. I am less optimistic than I than I thought it would be after this game. I thought there'd just be like two or three plays where we're like, yes, that's why we got Russ. And I don't feel like those happen necessarily. I felt like I was waiting for the play action. Russell's got all day to throw and he lost a beautiful post route to KJ Hamler for a touchdown. I was kind of waiting for that all game. And we got, we had a nice touchdown on the Jerry Judy play 67 yards is more Judy than Wilson. But I think that was the nerves. I think that was the yeah. nerves, and the the Seahawks defense was just too disruptive all game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and yep. like some of those penalties happened in the red zone too. That's always a yeah. yeah. That's been a, a story of the last. Doesn't matter who the coach is for the Broncos; those have happened for years. But anyway, that's all I have to say. Will you got any last thoughts before we get the hell out of here? Uh, Broncos country, let's cry. Yeah, and I broke my clickbait punishment. And I brought out a let's ride to will the Broncos to victory. It didn't work. So. What, so what do you have to do now? I can't say left. let's ride for another week. Oh, so they extend the curse? Yeah. I don't know if I want to say let's ride for another week. We have yeah, to I don't think we deserve to. Bring out a let's ride. 
I was dropping a lot of let's ride before the game. <laughs> like yeah, just to, to anyone I saw walking down the street, people yeah, minding their own business. That. I said, hey, let's ride. Hey, you there, homeless person. Let's ride. Hello, officer. Let's ride. Hello, Starbucks. Good. Starbucks barista. Let's ride. Hello, prostitute. Let's ride. Let's ride. Yeah, apparently you can't yell let's ride at women in public <laughs> they take that the wrong way i don't know why i guess they're not broncos fans <sighs> hello young prostitutes let's they, ride they say it's cat calling which i don't know wow. what that means what are you construction worker let's ride <laughs> let's ride <laughs> i'm getting mixed signals here are you a russ wilson fan or are you hitting on me hey sweetheart let's ride well we did not ride this week no riding. We got slapped in the face. We talked probably too much shit to Seahawks fans this offseason, and this is how uh, we're repaid. So we'll take our punishment like men, and we'll move on to the next week. We take it, and we and we take it in stride. Tell you what, Russ Wilson's got both his ACLs. He's got John both. Elway? Nope. Nope. He played his whole career without him. One, at least. 50%. The NFL's opening week was action-packed, and it's just getting started. So get ready for week two of touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on any football game and get $200 in free bets instantly. Want more action? Everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings early win promotion. That is everyone. It's simple. This Sunday, bet on any NFL team to win. If your team leads by 10 at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if your team loses. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code DNVR, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details.